0: Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. Hey, guys, why don't we eat?
1: Dear Doc, of course, I'll have your spank. I love it. i oh, in spam, spam, spam.
2: Cornblanks. Cornblanks. Cornblanks.
1: Cornblanks. Corn Corn hey, Anyone fancy a pint? Suit you, sir. Spam, 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 spam. Baked beans. Spam, 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 and spam. I said I don't want
0: any
3: damn vegetables. Lentils are really good, you know?
2: Mmm. Forbidden donut.
0: German then. I wonder if people actually do that at uh, that bit. Do the fill? Yeah, see if you can get that fill right. Yeah. Good afternoon, everybody. It's 1202 here <laughs> on 3RRFM. Broadcasting proudly from the corner of Nicholson Street and Bligh Street. Uh, a big round of applause to a wildly gesticulating scientist in the other room. Yes. Dr Shane's getting...
4: Very passionate about something, Doctor Brett Sutton on an upcoming show. It's yes, interesting listen. And speaking of interesting listen, uh, listens. Yes, radiotherapy. I listened to on the way in. Mm. Excellent topic on uh, the issues with the hospital system we're seeing in Victoria. So we'll really? listen on radio on demand if you didn't hear it. There are no easy solutions, but anyway, well, here
0: uh, to talk uh, about that. Here. That highlights one of the things about this radio station: the fact that mm. you can listen to it live. Or you can just pick your moment. You can go back in time. Go back in time, and uh, and catch up with stuff. So, uh, and um, look, I think you know all how to do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, good afternoon on this glorious or tumble afternoon, isn't it?
4: They were saying uh, they, ah. whoever they is, were saying them uh, could be the last sort of twenty plus degree maximum we have. For the season, so get out there and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, and you know who's really confused about that sort of stuff? Whom? The mushrooms. Oh, really? The mycelia are out there, because I just came <laughs> back from M- Macedon. Yeah. And they're all going, yeah, we're great. Hey, hang about. It's hot past May and it's, it's warm. warm. No, it, it, it is actually confusing the hell oh, out wow. of uh, out of mushrooms. So uh, uh, people like Cam Russell, of mm. course, who take mushroom tours, will yes. be very, very happy once the mycelia get there they're sort of plateau and mm. they can go, yeah, this is this is the way things should be. But I God, I love this time of year in this city. Isn't it good? Well, it just looks beautiful. Um uh whoever it is that thought deciduous trees in the Southern Hemisphere from the Northern Hemisphere were a good idea <laughs> and mix it up a little bit. I raised my glass here because yeah. uh the colours around are just Oh, the best, and uh, sleeping is easy as the the nights are cool. Yes, but the days have promise of sunshine. Yes, and a light shift that uh, um, that makes uh, brings out the poet in all of us. Mm. That's right. Yeah. You were saying, Cam, <laughs> I've got a sonnet. I've just <laughs> I've just come in. I've done a sonnet. Yeah, uh, but uh, I tell you what, I want to talk to you about um, if we can go all prustian. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Not about a Madeleine. No. But possibly about a acid lemon drop. Ooh. The acid lemon drop of days past. Mm.
4: Did you ever go to Sovereign Hill as a kid? I went a couple of times uh with school like school excursion, so, and you all had to dress up. I hated it.
0: Oh no way. Yeah. Really? Mm. So we're talking about a place, it's in Ballarat. It's yep. uh, speaking of sort of confections. Um, it's, so, it's, I should
4: stress I hated the dressing up part. Sovereign Hill was fine. Oh, okay. No issue with that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it was um, a, a confection of a uh, a 19th century mining reenactment. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a good way to do it? may
4: it? or may not be historically accurate, but yes.
0: Well, yeah, well, okay. You, so you could do stuff, um, yep. and, and I'm trying to remember what it was sort of all about. You it could was pay sort of like, for gold. And yeah, you could... and they'd, they'd, they'd sprinkle a bit of gold dust in there that was not gold. <laughs> um, there was sort of there was a blacksmith making noise banging iron together. Yeah, katang
4: ting I remember the lolly shops were good.
0: There you go. Yeah. And they, everybody I've spoken to this week says says yeah. I remember the lolly shop? Yeah, humbugs, acid lemon drops. Yeah um i don't know if they had castlemaine rock cuz maybe that might have been copyright infringement from the good people of castlemaine cuz you know that was in ballarat yeah however apparently um sovereign hill is mm. going to be uh have a, a pop-up happening a pop-up and they they're, they're going to up the game baby right yeah and strangely enough, the mm. person who's been put forward to talk about this, mm. uh, because no doubt she had some creative input in it because she's a very creative person, mm-hmm. Jemima Cody. Ah. Remember her? Friend of the show. Yeah, friend Friend of the show. Yeah. You hear that, Jemima? <laughs> um, hopefully she's uh, monitoring this. Uh, but she'll be the first cab off the rank and she'll be there to uh, no doubt talk fondly of... Uh, of the days of Sovereign Hill and mm-hmm. what that was all about and how it's gotten nice and a bit gourmet. Ooh. We're going to go gourmet. Um, so I reckon that sounds kind of, uh, kind of valid. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to have, uh, with apologies, uh, Hannah Asa, Asafieri on from the Moroccan mm-hmm. Soup Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she couldn't make it this week, but the hot ticket next week. yes. Uh Rosalind Grundy and Hannah, not together. No. Um, but uh we'll we'll be chatting. So uh I thought, well, only one thing to do off to market. Yes. Talk to John. Yes. So yeah, that's that's gonna be good. And uh and then for the uh the rest of the show we're gonna uh, or the final little bit before we, we get to one and we run into indigenuity. We'll be talking to Duncan Buchanan. Who's probably put all of his Grapes away for the season, and he's just,
4: he's just back on his rocking chair. Again, yeah, sure. he's just
0: whittling sticks. Yeah, nothing to do. You know, a winemaker for this time of year, sharpening some corks that don't get used anymore because he's Shooing gone away. to Stelvin. <laughs> Shooing away the birds. Shooing away the birds. <laughs> <laughs> just being, just being a grumpy old man on the porch. Don't really, give
4: you can, of course, as a winemaker from the Mornington Peninsula.
0: Yeah, uh, he, he is making some fizz this year, so yeah, right. he's kind of kind of happy about that. So. Uh, that'll be developing its leaves and and resting on its leaves, mm-hmm. uh, which would be good. Um, have I got a food quote today? Nah, not really. It's not, it's not really worth talking about. Uh, what is maybe worth talking about is that I found some really really beautiful mushrooms the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, where I live, I've got um, lucky enough to have in this sort of shopping centre uh, a really really great uh, Asian store. Oh, nice! And they have two huge refrigerated cabinets, right? Mm-hmm. One's full of soya drinks and all these different tofus, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, oh, this is great. I mean, you can get from, you know, silken just, you know, you look at it and it falls apart to bulletproof, you know, dry. <laughs> and everything in between. Everything in the between. The tofu spectrum. The tofu spectrum. But, yeah, next door to it is, um, are, I should say, all these mushrooms, mm. And um, I saw these mushrooms. They are marketed as pearl mushrooms, but I saw them as being shimeji uh, oh. mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, they you... look
4: like, you are holding me up a photo, they look like sort of big enokis.
0: I yeah, they're, they're, they they're like. enokis with a big cap, and, yeah. they're, and they're slippery and beautiful, like the mouth feels great. Uh, if you want to see a picture of it, I posted this morning on the Insta, Camp Smith Eat It. Camp Smith Eat It. Cam Smith Eat It. Um, but it had an unlikely partner. And it kind of worked. So, hot, wet rice.
4: Oh right, yes.
0: If we were talking the catering show, remember yeah, yeah, that yeah. great episode? So it's a uh, risotto, 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 and it was sort of this um, uh, uh, zat sort of truffled um, risotto. But yeah, it was kind of good. The textures really worked. Um, the mushrooms. What made them really, really great was they were braised. Yes. So cooked down first, a little bit of colour. And then braised with just a simple mixture of soy sauce and mirin, oh, sweet, nice. and you, salt.
4: And you serve sweet, them salt. on the side. There, they're not incorporated into the risotto. They're sort of.
0: Oh no, that would be a, a bridge too far. That would have been awful. <laughs> 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 no, it's kind of nice having them next door to each other. Yeah, like, so you could. They were up, the the Instagram post I've started is called "It's the Odd Couple," and and they are really. Don't you think? <laughs> like you know. Yeah, hot wet rice next to these beautiful cemeges. But what really made it um, shine, I thought, were um, just bits of um, spring onion. Yeah, uh, that were um, were next to it. That uh, were sort of. Yeah, but no, they weren't sprinkled. Oh, you've cooked them. No, they were they were they were were big bits, and you just allow it to wilt. Yes, and it brings a a different texture, Mm -hmm. um, but also a really beautiful aroma Mm -hmm. and taste. So, yeah, tick 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 tick. Check it out on Instagram. Check it out. 1211 here on 3 uh, R. So, uh, were you a sovereign hill child or were you a cryle Castle person?
4: Did you ever get to Cryo Castle? No, I didn't. I, I do know that it's strategically... That was pretty shitty. Yeah, just, it really strategically was. located at the bottom of the hill, which is not where you'd build a castle, but anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Up. Hey, before we uh, No, King to... Arthur would have been rolling in his grave. Triple R sixteen you 're in the afternoon of three triple hour fair minutes it 's so good that you're with us. we love having you along whether you 're driving headbutting the horizon for a picnic <laughs> and you 're running a little bit late or you 're just chilling out at home and you're uh, you're getting a braise on uh, I know someone who's uh in the country um, I think building a farmhouse at the moment, Jemima and I were talking about there were no walls or something in the kitchen. But Jemima, very good afternoon. Have you put walls in your kitchen yet?
2: Uh, not so much the kitchen that's the problem. Um, yes. We've been <laughs> living with a bit of a makeshift toilet, oh. since I smashed the only one that we had very early on. Right. Um,
0: it, you know is it was this by by misadventure or was this did, did, um it, how
2: does somewhat, one smash yeah. a toilet i was uh quite determinedly making a point that i knew exactly what i was doing in the demolition and told the boys to leave me alone and then promptly put an axe through it
0: oh wow <laughs> knowledge plus experience equals wisdom well this is just another little feather in your cap then jamama isn't it, job? <laughs> and my God, and there have been some feathers. I mean, if we talk about the feathers in your cap, it would be have to be a full headdress. Uh, food critic extraordinaire, great writer. Um, and now um, organising a, a pop-up for, well, a place that I hadn't even considered for a very, very long time. And maybe that's a, a great reason why that uh, this thing should have been taking place, Sovereign Hill. Where does it stand in your memory?
2: Um, so I've only uh, been as part of the, I suppose as most people have, uh, mm-hmm. the, like reviving the glory days of the gold rush and boiled lollies and all of that sort of thing. But um, yeah, this is this is a really new direction to them and it's the first time that they are hosting um, a big food festival. So it's how completely did it, different.
0: How did it come about, Jemima? Did they approach you or...?
2: Yeah, they did, actually. Um, I, I had a friend who uh, who knew that they were on the hunt for um, someone to help pull together a food program, and yeah. I, I was stuck in the process of moving properties at the time, so I wasn't sure if it would work out. But the, the pitch of it is basically... It's um, Heritage Harvest Festival, and... It is all things like preserving, cheese making, butter making, just all of the things which basically I have become completely obsessed with <laughs> over the past year to the point that yep. I didn't want to be a restaurant critic anymore and I've um yeah, gone completely into the bush. So it's actually pretty pretty ideal.
0: <laughs> yes. <Yeah, laughs> really... So far as the yeah, the the Venn diagram of uh uh, of stuff, it's certainly very much come together for you, hasn't it?
2: Well, yes, for me, but I think for so many people as well. I mean, so this weekend, it's um, it's the last weekend of May, um, and over the two days they've got well, obviously um, autumn now as well, so they're going to have like a big market with lots of producers coming and um, selling, you know, all of the, all the goods that come with the end of the summer and the start of of the cooler months, um, because, you know, it is harvest time.
0: Yeah, it's the the time of the great abundance, isn't it? I mean, that's traditionally what autumn is all about.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, So there's market aspects, and then um, they've got a whole lot of people like Sharon Flynn from The Fermentary, who I'm I'm obsessed with her book, and um, I've learnt all of the dark arts of fermenting and pickling and and um, making kombucha and whatnot from yeah. her. Um, so she'll be doing some demonstrations and um, they've got a bar set up with um, one of the local distilleries coming and doing some drinks. And, just, you know, like all of these things came over. A lot of knowledge came over with the gold rush as well. So many different cultures suddenly flooded into Australia and then all of this wealth that came from the gold. And so... I mean, there was a point in time, I believe, where Ballarat was, um, or Melbourne at least, and Ballarat were two of the richest cities on the planet.
0: The and the the real estate for a very brief moment equaled uh, London real estate, and also the gold that was extracted from the gold rush in um, in southern Australia paid off the yeah. Napoleonic war debts.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, but also it, we had like. Um, it was the first mass migration of um, Chinese as well. And um, great and a little...
0: acknowledgement there too.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so um, there will be um, a Chinese village part of the festival as well. Um, and then some of the things which you probably would associate a little bit more with Sovereign Hill. So they're going to um, have some demonstrations of cooking proper damper over a campfire. Yep. Um, and then... For, for my part in it, um, I am bringing along three of my absolute favourite people. Um, So, Joe Barrett, who...
0: Joe Barrett? uh, You got Joe Barrett.
2: Oh, mate, go way back. (laughs) No, but uh, this this is actually one of the things. Like, last year, I went to Future Food System, and for people who don't know what that is, it's like, it's this, Micro footprint house that they built just on the edge of Bed Square, mm. where it was absolutely covered in, um, <laughs> in garden beds, yes. and like they were growing everything and cooking dinners using um, all of the stuff from the house. So they had um, fish tanks working uh, with an aquaculture system, and basically like the fish. Produce waste, which then feeds the garden beds yeah. and then the plants filter that out and it comes back as clean water again. It's an incredible system. Um, the mushroom and wall? And, yeah, a mushroom wall. Um, I believe you've done, you've hosted some tours there, haven't you? I have.
0: I've actually spent a few nights there at the old Future Food System myself.
2: Oh, And lovely, probably,
0: and one of, um, uh, at, the, at the risk of sounding really, really creepy, um, I'm one of Joe's biggest fans. <laughs> I love love Joe Barrett. No, no, Joe Barrett is just an exceptional human. So, she's she coming is. along. Wow. Okay, that's a so wow. She's coming
2: along, and we're gonna. And you know, as well, like last year, she did that um, the Have a Go series as well, which I'm also a little bit obsessed with. Beautiful photography with um, Yana yep. Longhurst, and um, you know, it's uh, it breaks down one single um, skill over yep. each addition, so they've done feta making and sourdough and croissants mm. and things that, you know, like they they seem incredibly technical and, and in part they are, but it just really, really breaks it down and makes it achievable. So her and I are gonna talk about like food systems and some of the amazing tech that is like making farming possible even in urban environments as wow. they very much free right, there that, um, that,
0: that's one who, who's your other two the, heroes so
2: my other is um, young on che so mm. the woman who um, has thousands on her waiting list to get no into way. her tiny tiny Korean um, restaurant which she started in a one-bedroom apartment in oh. Brunswick and her food is just so phenomenal. So she is um, a Chinese medicine student. Yeah. And um, all of her food is based on, like, really, really healthy um, uh, stuff that's, like, incredibly nourishing. She doesn't use any sugar. Instead, she goes yeah. through this, like, wild process of, like, extracting sweet enzymes from fruit. And um, her salt is, like, made during... Uh, in a process that takes two years, she makes all of her own soy sauce and mm. um, makes sparkling macchioli, which is uh, sort of a uh, fermented uh, ripe wine. Yeah. Um, which is uh, sort of, yeah, very similar to. Well. Uh, to and then,
0: okay. Um, uh, so that, that's, I've been knocked off the seat twice now. I've just gotten back on. Are you going to knock me off again? <laughs> Who's the third? Um,
2: and then, of course, I don't think you can go to Ballarat and do a food festival without having uh, Derek Spokes, who is yeah, the, 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 the gentleman behind um, another micro footprint restaurant, mm. um, Underbar, yep. which is he um, worked at Per for a couple of years with Thomas Keller um, and he has just like this impeccable uh, French training, old school um, training, but as a chef, he came back to Australia and was just like, I don't want to live in Melbourne and work like a slave and not be able to really express myself through my food. So he took a chance and, um, and set up exactly what he wanted to do in Ballarat. Hmm. And every week, um, his menu is just are completely based on the very, very local produce. And um, then he puts all of his... It's sort of
0: like doing a Brigida Hafner in Ballarat.
2: Yeah, yeah. In a, and, in a way. And um, very excitingly, they are actually just moving into a bigger space now. And the original restaurant is going to become a wine bar. So um, I'm hoping we can convince him to give us a little bit of a sneak peek at what's going to be new. Wow. Um, but obviously, like, so many things of this are just really, really relevant for right now. I mean, like, okay. I myself can have I... been doing...
0: I just need to stop you for two seconds because we've only got about a minute left. But um, I'm going to bring in Stedman here, uh, Maddie, because at the beginning of this interview, he said, what on earth could convince someone to come all the way down to Ballarat to go to Sovereign Hill? Matt, over to you. What do you reckon? I reckon that's been hit out of the
4: park. Would you roam for Joe Barrett's food? You probably would. Yeah. You absolutely would. (laughs) Yeah. Sharon Flynn's there. When's this all happening, Jamama? Give us the deets. So, it's,
2: <laughs> yeah. it's a, a very soon, two weeks' time, so the 28th and the 29th. Yes. Um, it is a ticketed event, so um, I believe it's $39 for an adult, 20 bucks for kids, but also for kids, there's like a whole petting zoo and um, they can plant vegetables and yeah. do all that sort of thing, heaps of workshops, big food market. It's Yeah, it's not the Sovereign Hill you know, I would say. No. And, <laughs> no. um, yeah, I'm stoked. I'd be going <laughs> I'd... <laughs> if I wasn't doing it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'd, jeez, I might have to try anyway. Um, okay, and uh, how do people find out more information about that? Obviously, go to Sovereign Hill, it'll be all over that, yeah?
2: Sovereign Hill, Um, and it's also got its own website, so you can just Google um, Heritage Harvest Festival.
0: And, and, wow, we might have to um, see if uh, some of these things can be incorporated into a long-term vision of Sovereign Hill, perhaps.
2: It is. This is, this is the inaugural... Prototype, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So a, even bigger and better next Jeez. year. So, Wait, I'm pretty impressed. <laughs>
0: you've, you've done, <laughs> done well, well you've Jemima. Done <laughs> uh, you've, uh, you've actually bloody knocked it out of the park and... Uh, uh, what a what a great program! Um, great stuff, and let's hope we get some glorious weather for it. But anyway, if it's not all that great anyway, just put a raincoat on, and uh, it'll be well worth your time. Congratulations, yeah. Jemima! Thank you, and well, thanks to
2: them. I'm yeah, I'm just a tiny part of it, but
0: yeah, yeah. But, really uh,
2: looking
0: forward to it. Great to chat and um, and maybe we look forward to maybe dragging you in on the phone or maybe even we can get you in from the country to talk about other food matters to get your perspective on things in the future. Awesome to touch base with you. Sure thing.
2: Always good to chat.
0: Right on. Thank you, Jemima. Bye. Jemima Cody, like, wow. <laughs> that was a wow, wasn't Just it? Don't do your own demolition. No, one of the
4: takeouts I got from that interview. Just yeah. maybe leave that to the professionals.
0: Yeah, and sledgehammers and uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, and toilets don't go well together. It is right on twelve thirty.
4: Bang! We're going to go to market after these short messages, Cameron. Triple R. Oh.
3: Hi, I'm Gordon Ramsay. Welcome to Three Triple R. I'm with Cameron, and please
0: listen to eat it. Otherwise, you are going to be big trouble. You know what, folks? My mum always said, beware of Italians offering small round chilies to you and saying, hey, eat this. It's <laughs> one of those things we fall for once, right, John? Yeah, never again, mate, especially with these. Oh. Uh, these are uh, um,
1: like a large cherry, yeah. a little bit firmer. Slightly uh, flattened. And, yeah, and... Um, my uncle worked out of the South Melbourne market. He traded there for many, many years like Dad did here. Yeah. And uh, they used to sit at the bar in the lulls and have a quick drink and a, a steak sandwich, and they slice these into their sandwich. And uh, one, one day, one of his Chinese mates come along and said, what's this? Yeah. He said, oh, it's an American cherry. George, have oh, a bite. No. <laughs> so the dipstick took a big bite and kept chomping and... And died. Uh, he did. He ended up in hospital. It stripped his gut out. uh, Because he hadn't had anything to eat. So, you know, be wary, yes, of anyone bearing gifts that you don't know. Yes, it's uh, it's probably a a, a very, very good thing to do.
0: Can you actually... Is there any way you could actually use this?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Like that other one that um, is is a a little bit bigger with the black seeds. Yes. Um, What I say to people is slice it into matchstick sizes, put it on a plate, let it dry, and then... Try one piece, and if it's not too hot for you, put in two pieces. Yeah. And if it's too hot, well, then don't eat it because oh, uh, they,
0: they are dangerous. Yeah, yeah, look out. Um, gosh, oh, the other thing I wanted to show you we uh, we were talking about the rape um, yes. last week. Uh, rape de Chime. De Chime. De rape de Chime. Yeah. Um, beautiful green, bit of green. Uh, and you were telling me to cook it up. You could either boil it or you do the stifado, which yeah. is you fry it, put a lid on, which keeps everything in. It was delicious. Thank you. Um, yes, and it would have been very, very good for you because you've got
1: an array of colours and um,
0: yeah, a bit uh, of chili different in
1: veggies in there. So, you know, you would have been peeking after eating that.
0: Yeah, yeah. had garlic, had onion, had to, just like you told me. Just like you told me, John. Beautiful. So, and that's the thing that's coming in and is beautiful at the moment. Um, but... OK, well, let's go there. Usually we don't start with fruit, um, but we've got something that, oh, the, it's receding into the horizon. The lights are slowly coming down, and we need to enjoy these now, and we're talking about these beautiful grapes you brought. Yes, this is a crimson seedless. This is a very light pick.
1: Um, as you can see, the stems on them are very green, aren't they, Cameron? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's a strange grape because... Some bunches can be very, very dark like a muscatel. Yeah. And some can be on, on white, you know. But I've never seen a, a, a grape with so much variance in colour and they're one as sweet as the other. Normally, if you get a black grape and it's not black, it's not ripe and it's yeah, not
0: sweet. Yeah, the sugars haven't transferred or been transformed in them.
1: But these are always crunchy, they're always sweet, they look appealing. When you walk past, I have to stop myself from eating them because they're calling me, mm. eat me, because the crunch is good. You know, that little bit of sugar, they're not over-sweet like a muscatel can be.
0: No, And they so, haven't got the, the, the big tannins that a muscatel has. Yes,
1: and they have no seed, which is what a lot of people want these days, mm. which is tragic, but can't go wrong they're not full of chemicals like some of the grapes are so you know everyone's happy how long will Um, they be around for i'm hoping another month we'll see Mm. because these haven't been stored in the fridge so you know if they do it right they may put some away into the refrigerator i don't know they may leave them hanging on the vine They'll, they'll gauge the weather and get out there and do it
0: right gotcha oh that sounds uh that sounds good um any other grapes around at the moment have you got some No, I, st- I stopped buying them because they've
1: been stored and, and the um, stems go funny and the grapes don't taste the same. So yeah. when they're done, they're done. There's a lot of the um, um, big black grapes and big white grapes um,
0: uh, uh, yeah. with the seeds
1: in them. I've forgotten their name, We've I can't think. Thompson Seedless? No, no, Thompson Seedless. But these have got a seed in them... It, the Asians, the Chinese love the big grapes. Oh, those big long things. Yeah. No, 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 they're round. They're, oh. they're, they're globe grapes. There you globe. go. Globe, there you go. Globes. Oh. Um, I don't like them much, but they're out there, and they're crunchy and they're fresh, so I buy them.
0: I, I regard the same thing. Those really, really very... They're yeah. almost cylindrical. That's weird. Purple. Yeah, they're weird. They're weird, weird. I'd lo- <laughs> I, I wonder how I'm and i into an, did an it. Italian... <laughs>
1: I don't <laughs> oh, know, well, no, we, we did you crown your honorary
0: uh, last week, didn't we? Yes, okay.
1: So, you know, I, I tend to say, well, it doesn't look natural, so I'm not going to eat it.
0: Yeah, OK. We're, we're in complete agreement. But since one.
1: we're still on fruit, yeah. Joey's been into the custard apples. Oh, really? Uh, we got a sloppy one yesterday. Yes. So <laughs> sloppy, that when he picked it up, it broke in half in oh. the... Um, in the kitchen, and his mummy wasn't pleased. But yeah, yeah. we yeah. ate the other two that we had taken home, and, and, and they that, were really...
0: they put a gleam in his eye, the, oh, the sloppiness.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of people don't like them overripe. I do. Some like them a little bit firmer. But I mm. i like that sugar hit. You know, you, it really gives you a burst.
0: It, it certainly does that. Now, um, just as um, while we're... Oh, this is kind of good that we're on fruit, just talking about that. Uh, across there... Passion fruit are being poured on. Oh, big, Dime a dozen. big, but they're huge.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I was telling you last week about it. I bit one in half and I was wishing I had a bottle of lemonade to make my own passiona. Yes. But it'd be beautiful on some good vanilla ice cream. Looks like that's what's going to happen. There we go. We we'll just let
0: that settle in on people. Yes, I'll tell you what. And also, um, uh, one of its great partners, I think, is Icing Sugar and then on a a lovely little cake is, uh, is oh, just yes, beautiful. Yes, is, um, yes. What's this cake? I know that uh, an, an almond sort of cake anyway with passion fruit icing. Blueberry almond with uh, passion fruit icing. It's an Ottolanghi recipe. It's from that book Simple, which is um, a really, really good cookbook. There you go.
1: Yeah, isn't it beautiful when a lot of things are simple? Mm. You bring a few things together and you've got something that's so magic that when you eat it, oh. you remember it the next day.
0: Sure do. Sure do. Um, hey, while we're here, let's keep going with the with the fruit. Giant ruby um, grapefruit, grapefruit yeah. over there. They, they are what are they? Three fifty a kilo. Normally yeah. they're a little
1: bit cheaper than that, but these are huge. Yep. They're clean. Um, I can imagine a lot of people will cut them in half, probably put icing sugar, yep. shove them under the gorilla, and have that for breakfast, like they used to do in the
0: seventies, and that it still works. Take cinnamon well too.
1: Yeah, I can't eat them. The acid in them. Um, makes me taste like they're rotten, so I don't eat them. Mum
0: eats them. She loves them. Some uh, gin makers bec- uh, are using them as the garnish with their booze. So instead of a slice of lemon, you've got a lovely bit of ruby grapefruit, which is good with um, it's good to certain gins. shake it gins. up a bit. Yeah, well, well, yeah, it depends not? on the botanicals that are, yeah. are sort of being used. Um, our favourites of this time of year, he said, defining the market in his own terms, which can be deadly... Um, Mandarins—they're uh, not imperials, have they? look like a early Allendales.
1: Could be. I've eaten three sweet or four different skin.
0: varieties already, yep.
1: uh, and there have been one better than the other. Yep. Um, so yeah, get out there and have a mandarin. They're, they're very good for you as well. They're full of juice, and um, you have plenty of good fibre in them as well. I like to eat the white pith. My mum tells me I'm strange, but that's the way I like it. I eat everything. Sometimes even a skin if uh, it's nice and clean. I love it. Just the, the pointing
0: of fingers at the uh, John's... Uh, you're strange. No, you're weird. You do this. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so custard apples are in. They're still pretty expensive. Uh, $8 a kilo. They, well, they stay pretty. I wouldn't pretty. say that's too expensive. Yeah, actually, I I'm, 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 I'm have to modify know, when,
1: that. When, when you get a bang out of it, you know it, it's worth it. Mm. There's a lot of pomegranates around at the moment as well. I can't quite see the ticket, but Different sizes bring different prices. Yep. Um, yeah, there's an abundance of apples again. Uh, I'm going to take some home because uh, Wednesday night we're going to have fish and chips homemade. And um, I-, I took some quinces home. My mum's going to stew them up and some apples as well. How does um, that feel
0: with the fish and chips?
1: Well, you know, you need something to uh, give you a bit of a bang as well at the end.
0: Okay, and some good acid to yeah, yeah, clear the yeah, palate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, kind
1: of just sense? a simple meal. It, yeah. well, well, especially when mum's cooking something, that's always different, so it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, and one other thing before we just quickly move on to uh, tomatoes and the state of the tomato nation here in Tomato City. Um, plums. Yeah, um, they've got a bit of a way to go, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they do, but you've got to be careful. I've had some varieties that didn't do it for me. So um, you, you've got to look at the names. Some of them are black on the outside, orange on the inside. I don't like those. I like the other ones. Blood um, plums, blood plums, yeah. um, Angelino plums, and stuff like that. So get out and have a look. Buy what you like. Uh, there's another yellowy orange one. What are they called? Um, autumn, sept- plum? yeah, autumn plums or September, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I don't like um, those much. yeah. So pick and choose. Watermelons are a little bit patchy. Yes. Uh, what our persimmons is uh, all the Fuji persimmons are in the market. Um, it's very hard to find a softer variety. We've got them in the tree at home.
0: Yeah, you know, they've you know, sort of been phased out, haven't they,
1: over the years? Yeah, which is rather tragic because when they're good, they're good. So, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. Um, let's do a quick thing on um, tomatoes and then we might just quickly do pick of, uh, pick of the market in the okay. last two minutes we've yes. got. Even though it's been
1: cold and uh, tomatoes in short supply, I've been very lucky and got uh, all the varieties that we normally have. Um, we've got uh, a juicier cherry tomato. We've got the crunchier cherry tomato round. Mm. We've got mini romas, which have been a joy. People love the sugar; they're hooked on them. You got some greens? Yeah, we have got some um, oval-shaped zebra mini romas, and then we've got the medleys. We've got rouge de maman. We've got black russians. We have got orange. We got yellow. Um, we've got um, quarter de boya, which is an ox heart. And then we've got our lovely Doncaster tomato still coming straight off the bush in the field, growing naturally. Can't do wrong.
0: Can't do wrong no, with those, I reckon. And there's so
1: many things you can do. Yeah. People are still enjoying their salads at the end of the day yeah. um, after having a, a, a nice meal. Um, a lot of people are making soups and uh, things. Mm. I've got some green tomatoes. People will either pickle them or they'll make a salsa, yep. um, or they might even do Mexican, whatever.
0: I um, was I was given a bowl of minestrone last night. Oh, isn't it beautiful? It, oh my god, it was so good, Lisa. Thank you so much for that. Um, with some um, yeah, some beautiful bread next to it. Oh. Yeah. Look, minestrone
1: is so easy to make. My dad used to say mum had put everything, even the truck (laughs) tyres, into it. You know, there's beans, there's peas, there's dried beans, there's carrots, onion, celery, parsley. You know, everything goes in and you make it a little bit soupy when you're... um, come home and cold and tired um, if you've got it already in the fridges warm it up, a bit of crusty bread and butter and away you go and you can even put a ham hock in it and cook it really slow when you're making it or you can make it
0: just uh, all veggies. Just celebrate that it's, it's vegetables and dare I say it, I was thinking about this last night as I was uh, having my soup communing with this bowl of soup thinking this is one of the great gifts the Italians have given us.
1: Yeah, it is, and and you you think I'm strange? We had a a friend of mine. Not us. often. She she married a, a Roman, and uh, he loved his vino, and he loved his minestrone, mm. and, and uh, just to um, spite her, he'd pour half a glass of his red wine into the minestrone. Yeah, uh, it looked weird, but he loved it. He put the bread in there, and he'd have, be having a ball. A ball. So, you know, different strokes for different folks. If the recipe's right, don't knock
0: it. Yeah, and in talking about the the truck (laughs) tyres, that's almost an illusion for me... If you can find the parmesan and in Yeah, it? yeah, Because yeah, it's a oh. little bit rubbery but delicious and, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So, like I said, you know, you do different things and it all works and it's all beautiful yep. and it picks you up and you've got the energy to keep going. Mm. Um, now we'll talk about some things that are a little bit scarce. Peas and beans are scarce. 30 seconds. All right. Uh, they're $20 a kilo, but people yep. have still been buying what they want for their dinner. Yeah. Maybe peas, just a handful to brighten up um, a dish or, or uh, beside a roast, whatever. Uh, we've got beautiful lettuces, um, green oak, yes, mignonette. You do. Yes, And you do. Uh, butter lettuce, Solid. which people have been um, making lovely salads with. Um, because even in the middle of winter we have salads, uh, it just changes the, the, the palate and, um, you know, you feel refreshed. Yeah. So everything else is out there walk around the market, design your menus while you're walking around. If you think something's a little bit expensive, buy something else to improvise. But you've got to be wary, um, or you've got to be aware, not wary, that prices will go up because of scarcity, because mm. our local produce is about to finish and we're moving on to Queensland produce. Yeah, we haven't even talked
0: about the Leichardt Valley, have we? It's been, it's been right. bucketing. Yeah, We might uh, re- visit that in the next couple of weeks. John, thank you as always. Um, and, uh, yes, advice about small chilli stands. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> Take care.
1: Triple R on FM Digital, online and via the app. Thanks
4: so much for being here. means a lot.
2: So now it's time for Duncan Buchanan's Wonderful World of Wine. <laughs>
4: You just letting the bass level. Oh,
0: I, I was. I was. Ju- I was just going. You know, there's just not enough clavinet in radio no, these days.
4: There's a lot more of it. There's another 20 seconds of
0: this if we want to use it. Okay. Well, yeah. There, there's. Uh, there's more coming. There we go. Just turning up my can so I can hear properly. Uh, we're jury rigging some stuff to bring you Duncan Buchanan. Uh, Duncan Buchanan is brought to you by the Apple Dongle. Uh, got <laughs> uh, going nice. Duncan, how are
3: Cam, Matt, listeners, I'm good. Don't you love this time of year?
0: Oh, yeah. We've been waxing on about it. Uh, uh, the fact that uh, the days are warm, the, uh, the the light is sort of split a little bit to the red side of the spectrum. Yep. And it's great sleeping weather because it's nice and cool.
3: Oh, and it's great cooking weather too. Uh, mm. I mean, I heard, heard you uh, waffling on before about your ministering. I so thought, <laughs> hang on. I did that yesterday too. What I for? started the minestrone. Yeah, Here, come yeah, you, on, Ken. Yeah. We've known yeah. one another for years. Mate. Yeah, yeah, all but, right. Um, yeah. But I I'd put the the minestrone on the pot at about midday yesterday, and it is just gorgeous. You know, it just sits there, fills the house with, with cooking smells.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, by the time it comes, you, know, you watch a little bit of footy with your kids, and then all of a sudden it's dinner time. So, and hey, dinner's done. Don't worry. Dad's, been, Dad, Dad's all over it. He's and got the it,
0: ladle out. Boom.
3: And the fresh, crusty bread. Seriously, it was a carbon copy of what you did, and I did chuck in the rind of the parmesan.
0: Oh, who got the rind? Uh, no one yet. There's still, It's there's still in there. F-
3: there's about 15 gallons of it. So kind of, that looks disgusting when it comes out, but by God, it's oh, just a piece of heaven, isn't it?
0: It is an absolute glutamate bomb, and uh, it's amazing how beautifully chewy it becomes. Yeah,
3: yeah, indeed. And I think be, because of the the, um, the the appearance of it, kids aren't going to house me for it.
0: And and, and, you know, and you go, yeah, no, it's not very good. Don't worry, kids.
3: <laughs> no, it's like it's the administrative uh, equivalent of the parson's nose. It's like no one goes near it because of where it comes from. But once you actually eat it, it's like, oh yes, bring it on.
0: Yeah, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. So uh, we were um, joking the fact that uh, uh, here is Duncan Buchanan. He's sitting on a uh, on the veranda. Uh, he has his feet up, he's in a rocking chair and whittling sticks because that's all that really yeah. is left to do now.
3: Yeah, I believe you've referred to me as Grumpy Two Cam. There will be yep. um, you know, yep. you me car park now, Smith.
0: Yeah, um, go on. Go on right nah, now. Um
3: no, there's plenty to do. Yeah. There is plenty to do. There always is. I mean that the same thing we sort of talk about. It never stops. That's you know, there's always the next thing to do. Mm. So now, things are finished fermenting, which is mostly finished fermenting, so that looks good. And that's been awesome this year because wines, I mean, I think I've been waffling on, as I do, mm-hmm. um, about how good the wines were were looking from 2022, and they're, they're really – a lot of them are starting to take – we're looking at um, starting to plan, do our bottling planning for some stuff that we only picked a couple of months ago, it's like – Yeah, Rosés, and what other variety, Cam, question for you, what other variety do we like to bottle early? Uh, Say it.
0: Shardy. Say it. Shardy.
3: No, 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 no. my favourite, your least favourite. Oh, the the,
0: the Riesling goes in first into those weird-looking bottles. It
3: does, and they're the the really good ones to get at because – Because you want the
0: the freshness and the – yeah, 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 okay.
3: Yeah, and you you want the money in the bank too. I don't want to be too too blunt about it, but it's a a cash flow thing. You can get those things picked in a bottle out on the market by midway through spring, and that's a really, really good thing, and you sort of start to see how those wines are taking shape. So that's, that's all part of the planning too, but you do start to look at your vineyards a bit now and go, righto, what do we need to do? they sort of, and they are. If you can get yourself out to a wine region at all, listeners, just go and have a oh, squiz because they just oh, look
4: beautiful
3: at the moment. Just the, yeah. uh the different varieties have as the leaves senesce. The um different varieties will have different coloured leaves on them, and they you can just this patchwork of um the the vineyards just end up they were green as beans, you know, four months ago, mm. but uh, now they're just these patchwork of you know yellows and reds and you know uh, oranges. They just look amazing, but um. So but now they're starting to, you know, drop their leaves. Like, what do we need to do, you know? And the, traditionally it used to be people go, get in there and kill the weeds. But there's so much more of a, um, yeah, because it looks neat. It's like, right.
0: Round up everything. Oh, exactly.
3: Yeah. yeah. But fill, fill Monsanto's bucket with more money. Yes. But um, a lot more people, you're seeing a lot more people now, and I'd love to see this. They just let their weeds go over winter. Let them grow. Yeah. You know? Let them grow underneath your minds. Yeah, have a go. Well, it just it works. You sort of you get you've got life in your soil then. You've got, you know as those weeds and in inverted commas, I mean mm. definition of a weed sort of escapes me. But um So it's, it's,
0: just it's, a, it's a plant you don't eat or is not useful. Plant in the wrong spot is what I always thought. Planted in the wrong but, um, spot. There we go. It, I love it. Write that down, but, Matt. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not.
3: taking note. But the um, let them grow because as those, those roots go down through the soil, they open it up, they, let open they aerate. You've got
0: mi- um, microorganisms can happen.
3: Exactly. Worms, all sorts of stuff happening there. And you see the difference in vineyards that don't use herbicides or use minimal herbicides yeah, as the yeah. ones that just have, just do truckloads. So there's a bit more of a push now rather than killing those weeds outright at the tail end of
0: winter. Actually, that's fine. A, 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 fine. Sorry. Uh, just, just drawing on that point about soil compaction, yeah. Um, you, you do. You, you want to keep that the soils as open and friable as possible, and with as many microorganisms as you can possibly get, yeah.
3: Sure, just you want that diversity. Now things the, yeah, There's wrong. so so many things can go wrong with a monoculture, where you know you've just got the one thing growing uh, yeah. in the one spot. If you get one disease, it'll kill the lot. So if you've got yeah. a lot more, a lot more diversity under vine, yeah. and in your in your uh, mid rows, the rows in between the vines, yeah. it's much better for soil health. And that's i don't know I've bunged on about this for so long, but you know there's. Yeah. Grapevines are pretty much stay in the same spot that you plant them. (laughs) You know, they're a long time unless there's a really big wind. Yeah, right. Yeah, which there has been. But they're a long time in that dirt. So yeah, treat the dirt well. So we're seeing a lot more. As I was saying before, we're seeing a lot more people during they'll let their weeds go a little bit during winter, but rather than kill them outright with um herbicide at the end of the season, find creative ways to actually turn that soil over and utilise the the weeds that they've grown as green mulch. Hmm. Just turn it back into the soil. You've got all those lovely roots underneath it'll sort of die off and uh create you know provide nutrients for your vines and overnight the soil so it's better for, for your irrigation water. If you have not irrigate or if you, it just rain comes through it's better for infiltration that way so it's just people being a little more mindful of what they're doing to the dirt that their so, their vines are in.
0: Question without notice. Oh, I love these. Go. Biochar. What? Two words. I've got two words for you, Buchanan. Biochar. Yep. Biochar. Have you looked into no. that? Have you gone down no. that rabbit hole? No, don't
3: buy our jar. We need to have a we need to have a chat about this in person one
0: day. Can't that, we? that could be a, a really really good thing because you the way that you're moving with your um, uh, management of uh, the uh, the vines and stuff like that could be yep. a, could be a good part for your your bow. But uh, so the wine's looking good, but also you've been saying you have been doing some fears this year.
3: Well, I've started working for a company that does fizz wine. So it's yeah. been an interesting thing. I've made fizzy wine for a lot of years. So we're yeah. um, uh, a contract facility down in Germana called the Australian Cuvee Centre. That's good because there's a lot of very specialised machinery required to make sparkling wine. Yes. And if you're a small producer, it's cost and inventory. You sort of you've got to fork out truckloads of dollars for some machinery that you don't really get there. It's just it's a poor investment. So
0: especially that all, that, all that riddling. Ugh. Oh
3: man, there's just there's so much that go that, so much that goes on with it. But it has has been good. It's been a, a good fun thing to open up again. Because like I said, I haven't done it for a long time. But mate, I reckon mean, that's a discussion for a longer time. For a we can have a longer conversation about that. Cam. Well, I reckon
0: Maddie, you'll be yeah. back in, uh, in. You're back in a couple of weeks, aren't you, Matt? Sure am. Do you want to maybe, we'll make a date, maybe Duncan can come in and bring some good hooch in. Yeah, and um, right. and we can yeah. and we can have open up the discussion and give you a, a proper, proper, proper segment.
3: Now, it sounds like I said, that would be a suitcase like, full of sunshine, I reckon, Cam, Maybe Bring we, some fizz
0: on. We'll devote a half hour to it, maybe. Oh, Stroth. That sounds we good. Better, yeah, we'd better be, we better, be we better be, we better be getting a lift home. No, we would drink. We'll drink well. Yes.
3: and drink sensibly. Yeah, yeah. but, but, uh, but also be,
0: talk about some interesting topics as well. Yeah, for sure. That no, sounds good. All righty. Well, we better get out of here, Duncan. As, as always. Kids,
3: as enjoy hug. Sunday, kids. Chat
0: uh, ya. Hugs from the city. <laughs> hugs from the city. Uh, Duncan Buchanan there. Um, hope you enjoyed the show, folks. A good market report. And also, Mm. please do look up that thing about Sovereign Hill. That is going to be such a goer. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.